Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume. The stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Okay, you guys, this is somebody I actually like literally binged in my life. We We were just discussing this a second ago off air. We have been like social media pals i've been listening to his podcast so you guys know the podcast better let me tell you out of florida out of miami these cubans that were down there and we have ish today hello ish hello thank you for having me i i, I gotta say I, I love i love your your podcast i love your insta like you're you're one of those people who's like not afraid to make an ass of themselves but in the best way possible and i adore it and also the fact that you recite this that start of your podcast, literally every episode, like that's mm-hmm. not pre-recorded. No, it's always like oh, just live. That's yeah. why sometimes it's not right. That's why sometimes okay, yeah. it's well, like we can barely remember the episode numbers when we start, and you're reciting like a preamble. Like kudos to you, sir. Well, so it's just kind of like I felt like I needed something when, like, in the beginning of like like the whole podcasting. You know how this podcasting thing is. It's like you first start off, and you're like, I'm just gonna start podcasting, and then it's hard. It's actual work, you know. It so. Is. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like, if I give myself some kind of like a start that I know, this is how it's going to go in. I'm going to be quick. I'm going to just say this. So it just kind of like rolls. And then I think people kind of expect it. I've actually gotten DMs from people who are like, you didn't say the beginning today, you know, and that kind of thing. And so it's <laughs> like, like, and then I think they also know when I like fuck it up because I do fuck it up all the time. But like, it's just, you know, yeah. So it's always like live. That's why it's always, you know, kind of takes on the energy that I have. So if I'm like crazy anxious, it's like, hey, this is it's about a Pepsi. And it's just <laughs> like, you know, so that's just what it is. But okay, let's just quickly tell people so better let me tell you you guys are in your fifth season right now correct yeah yeah so you fifth guys have... season of 100 episodes yeah that's it's insanity you guys just did 227 i was listening to that recently and so <laughs> and then you guys are talking about like jack hay and everybody else and i was like really and then you guys gave some facts about sandra and i'm always like hmm so that's like always like my my the beginning of you guys you're like loose chatter is always like something where i'm like did i just learn something <laughs> <laughs> well you know listen laugh and learn is our our tagline so mm-hmm. there's always the learn part we play a little fast and loose with sometimes but yeah <laughs> so when did you guys like just real quickly just fill us in so when did you guys start like how did how did better let me tell you come about so it's it's, so you know for those of you who don't listen to the show um but you will after you hear this this wonderful chat with with d'angelo which by the way in the bio link in the bio okay (laughs) which by the way thanks to your show i know how to pronounce your name because being uh, cuban i would always say d'angelo uh-huh as opposed to d'angelo and like what before i started listening to your show so thank you for that alone um but yeah, no, we started five years ago. It actually, the first germ was, I was living in New York at the time. Mm-hmm. I was moving back down and uh, my co-host Darian or DJ on the show, he had gone up. He's been my lifelong friend since we were 12. And, you know, we're, we're men of a certain age now. Mm-hmm. And he went up. To we all are men of certain ages. 
and I own it. I don't care. Like people are like, no, don't say your age. I'm like, yeah, I'm 43. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had helped me come down, you know, move down. We drove down and on that journey, we just started talking and talking and talking. And I was like, you know, we should start a podcast. And it was one of those things where we had always said, you know, we would love to have our own show. We should have our own show. We should have our own show. But again, because we're older than 22, TikTok wasn't always a thing. YouTube wasn't always a thing. So, you know, it was one of those things we'd always say, we should have our own show, but there was no outlet for it. But now there was. And from the time the germ of the idea started to we actually started doing it was about a year where one day I just called him up and I said, hey, do you still want to do that podcast thing? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. Because I just um, bought microphone. I registered us on Instagram. I registered us on Gmail. Like I set everything up and I'm like, so we can just start doing this whenever you want. And he was like, okay, yeah, I guess we're doing this. So that's awesome. really how it started. And then you guys have like rolled down. You guys have like had like real celebrity guests and things like that. You know what I mean? And so like, Yeah. Like it's like, I mean, like, I think one of the ones that, you know, as, as much as like he's like around and everything was when you guys had, um, and I want to call him Mario, but it's Perez Hilton. Like when you guys had him on and it was just like, wait a second, you guys just, it like, it crossed over. I think it was like a year ago or something like that. And it was yeah. like, yeah. oh, and then like all of a sudden it was like the next week, another guest, the next week. And it was just like, hmm, you guys are made movers and shakers. <laughs> it's crazy that people want to talk to our little dog and pony show like Mm -hmm. and and honestly like i will tell anybody who's listening how do you do it how do it i literally just go to instagram and i find people's email addresses and i hit them up or i send them some of them have been a dm where it's just like hey we're big fans we'd love you to be on the show and they're like okay reach out to my publicist reach out to Mm -hmm. you know so it it literally you'd be surprised how many people are just like okay yeah let's let's talk you know let's let's chat it's incredible how much work like this whole podcasting thing is. And then also like, I want to say that I started on wanting to have a podcast in like 2017 or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. and it was like 2017 was like when like the first, like, you know, little kernel was there and I was like listening to a bunch of things and I had been working with Ross Matthews and doing, um, I listened to his podcast for a while and I started, um, doing live shows with him, you know, like taking him out. We did like a casino show and that kind of thing and just like brought in an audience. And, um, and it was like, okay, so this is what it is. And then all of a sudden like pandemic hits and I'm missing talking to friends. And that's when this kind of like started, you know, it started as like an Instagram kind of a thing. And then we pushed over. And I think it really is just how you said you like bought the mics, you set everything up. And then there's a certain point where it's just like, you got to do it or you're never going to do it. But per- perfection, it's, there's a saying, and I'm gonna, I know I'm going to get it wrong. It's like perfection is the enemy of creation or something mm-hmm. like that. Because if you just wait for the optimal moment for anything, you will never move forward. It, it, sometimes you just got to take the leap. Like, listen, if anybody listens to our first maybe five episodes, I feel like I should give them combat pay because mm-hmm. it's bad. <laughs> like the audio is bad. Like the acoustics are horrible. The production bad. It sucks. But five years later i mean here we are and and people are still listening and i gotta say dude producing one show is hard enough you produce two right because mm-hmm. you do you yeah do the, the the industry one for and, and i can't imagine on top of that you have a day job like sorry yeah. I, I, my, my hat's off to you because oh yeah like i can't like yeah that <laughs> one work. fits in my day job though like so that that's what what's different about that so um i also produced Bellotified, which is an industry, an event industry podcast that focuses on event entertainment. And 
that started off also with because of pandemic and we needed some way to keep our business's name out there live events weren't happening it just was not we were you know so we needed some way to keep our name out there to keep fresh also to connect with people and so and i had been telling anthony he you know my partner actually is the host of the other one um so my like life partner is also a business partner of mine and so i'm the creative end and he does all the production kind of sides and so um and he's a master in the industry. He's been around, you know, the event industry for, you know, his, his company's almost 30 years old. And so oh, there's wow. a lot of, there, there's a lot of like knowledge there. And then he also teaches. Um, so at the university level, so it was like, why aren't we doing this? And so we started and we rolled into, and so, and that podcast, that one's hard. Cause that one is literally a new episode every single week, pulling a new yeah pulling a new person out, you know, and then we have like the two hosts on that. What's nice though, is that like Anthony and his co-hosts, they take a lot of ownership and they produce, you know, and they, they do a lot of that stuff themselves. So I'm really mainly in charge of like facilitating zooms and then also the edit, which I don't know if when you first started editing better, let me tell you, I, in the beginning would edit out every, um, every, every okay so like every like and i don't mean okay so like like cheese i mean like when you go okay so like that's that's the okay the so. and mm -hmm. the ums oh mm -hmm. god yes like and it sucks because we drop a new episode we're weekly also we drop a new episode every friday mm -hmm. but because we're current events focused we tend to record thursday nights which means that there were nights where it was like four in the morning and i was editing out ums and yeahs and is and it it was not cute <laughs> Yeah, it's too much. And then there's like a point where you're just like, you know what, I'm just putting this out there. It's me. And then also, I think just with like the talking and everything on 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 mic and that kind of thing, it starts to come a little bit easier. Okay, so ish, before we get any further, let's get into our pop culture of it all. We have my 10 yeah. self indulgent questions. These are my 10 questions. I'm that so excited. I hope you are, because they're my questions. So the thing is, is, and they do change here and there. So I have a couple new ones that I'm putting out here. And Ish, what was your last takeout order? Oh, my last takeout order. Okay, I'm trying to think, because I in the last week, I've done a lot of eating. So um, it's this place called Three Chefs down here. It's mm -hmm. the simplest thing in the world. It's just... It's, it's actually a takeoff of Chicken Kitchen. I don't know how many of your listeners are even based in South Florida, but ultimately it's just a bowl with like yellow rice, some chicken, and lettuce, tomato, guac, and sour cream. And it's one of those things that's greater than the sum of its parts mm -hmm. because I just described it and you're like, okay, that's like nothing. But then you put it all together. There's also mustard curry sauce that you add to it. You put it in like a little pita bread that comes with it. And it's also that type of mental thing where I tell myself this is healthy, quote unquote. Oh, yes. Because um, <laughs> it's rice and chicken. <laughs> it's rice and chicken and it's got lettuce and tomatoes, like guacamoles and avocado. That's it's all it's healthier, right? Absolutely. And, you know, usually I, it's after the gym. So in my mind, I'm like, well, this is healthy ish. But then mm -hmm. I also after that, I'll have like, you know, cookies or whatever, which is not. But, you know, that's my, my kink. Uh, it's called balance. <laughs> it's called balance. <laughs> You did arms today, so you deserve four cookies. It's cool. Like, <laughs> and I'm lifting the cookie, so that should count as very least as like forearms, right? Like extra cardio. I mean, like it's right there. So, okay, I like that. So I actually did the opposite, and I was unhealthy. 
I ordered Audio <laughs> fries from this place called Badio Star, which is basically like carne asada fries. And in... okay, so are you a fa- so do you have you been to Southern California? Do you know Mexican food as much as it, what's going on down here? So I don't know. So Southern California, I've only been once, mm-hmm. and it was almost by accident. Um, because I used to do my, my day job, I'm in marketing, but at one point I was doing digital ad sales and I booked a bunch of, um, meetings in Los Angeles, but one of them happened to be in San Diego, but I didn't know that when I booked it. Mm-hmm. So my happy ass drove one day, like two hours there and yeah. back. And so that is the only familiarity I have with San Diego. Is- oh, see, we do have the best Mexican food, like in the United States. And so, and then the thing that we have out here that is the most unhealthy, but most delectable thing. And I did it last night because it was like, I haven't ordered food for a minute. And so they're basically carne asada fries, which is basically French fries. They throw meat on top of there's cheese and everything else that you essentially have, like on a really good loaded nacho, you know? And so what's not to love? That was a situation I mean, <laughs> last night. So I don't feel great about it, but did I feel good about no, it at the time? Should. Yes, I did. Oh. No, no, no. You should feel great about it. Fuck that. Yeah. You should feel awesome about it. That sounds incredible. Also, do they deliver to Miami? Um, <laughs> you probably, I don't know. Maybe they might be a gold belly situation and then you like make your own. <laughs> I like where this is going. I'm going to be mm-hmm. fat by the end of this interview. Okay, got it. Well, well, there you go. Okay, so question number two. and New York City or Los Angeles? Which one do we prefer? I'm going to go with New York. Um, I lived in New York for a couple of years, but I'm going to go with New York for a very not what most people think reason. New York is great. I love New York, et cetera. But I feel like Los Angeles has taken everything that I, that annoys me about Miami and amplifies it. Mm. So it's like bad traffic, hold my beer, right? Los Angeles is like, we're going to amplify that. It's like, oh, and then on top of that, people down here like i don't go out until like 10 30 11 o'clock because things close here at like four or five in the morning in mm-hmm. la if i show up at 10 o'clock like i can have what a drink because by the time traffic and everything and it's mm-hmm. no, no, no. no i need nightlife i need seasons i need something different in my life so give me new york all day all night i i'm it's always been my favorite city and i will always stand by that i love that and i'm actually i'm a new york head too i always like LA is a strip mall, but like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, God, I, I live in here. What you think about Miami? <laughs> I, I live in San Diego for a reason. Well, the thing is I do spend a lot of time in Miami, but I like live in like the bubbles of Miami of like Fort Lauderdale, North Miami beach, where it's a little bit more liberal, where it's a little bit like, you know, it, it, there's a, there's a certain taste of Miami that I will take, you know, <laughs> so. there's, there's, but there's also the saying, you know, it's Florida is the only state where the further North you go, the more South it gets. Mm. um yes yeah so, so so there's yeah yeah there's a little bit of that i spent time in like orlando this year which i'm actually going to be back in orlando in like a month and then again in january like all of a sudden orlando is like on my map like I was gonna say, you've been hitting orlando a lot lately just based on your your post work it's work you know what i mean it's not like i mean i did go earlier this year because of disney you know because i am a disney head but the, but you know it's, it's a whole Are you situation. a disney adult I'm not a Disney adult. I'm just an adult who appreciates Disney. There's a difference. And I think that has to do with like gum to teeth ratio. That's one part of it. And then there's also like just, you know, uh, uh, I can't dress up like a character. Gum to teeth ratio almost sounds like a subcategory on Pornhub. But anyway. 
It might be. I think you should check it out. It's like military wives and Disney adults. They all have those like big gums and the small teeth. Okay. Um, like 18 people just quit the show. Okay. So number three, I had to, I asked this question recently and I just want to know what is your opinion? What's wrong with Nicki Minaj? <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with Nicki Minaj. Like, I don't what's know. Going just on like her? what happened like, to her? Like when did she become like this angry something on the side that just like doesn't get along with any of the other female rappers. So what's wrong with Nicki Minaj? Well, Nicki's always kind of not gotten along with female rappers, right? Because she always had beef with Lil' Kim. Mm -hmm. So this isn't really new. I think it's, she's maybe going through, you know, this whole like being pushed to the side for, for the new talent type of thing, which I mean, whatever, as, as men of a certain age, I don't appreciate either. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> just when I get pissed about it, I, nobody's, who cares when I get pissed about it? But um, no, I didn't know. She, she, who's she beefing with exactly? Cardi? Wasn't she? I don't know. I think she just like it just feels like Nicki Minaj has a problem right now. So that's why I just asked, what's the what's the problem with Nicki Minaj? So she, I think she has a thing with Cardi still. Yeah. You know, even though they have like a song together, she even has a song with Little Kim. You know, that was with with Birdman from like years ago, and then they had like their beef, and so maybe she just knows that if you get along with people, you're not going to get press. I don't know, but the thing is, it's like, like nobody ever says, "Oh, so and so we're friends now, yay!" Like it's always, you know, they hate each other. So she's like, "Fuck it, I've been out of the game for a minute. I have a new single. Let's promote." I think she needs to flip the script. Okay, um, number four. Is there such a thing as too much Drag Race? Ah, <sighs> ooh, see, I can approach this from two different angles. Do you mean is there too much in terms of like watching it too much? Or are there too many franchises? I'm going to let you take this however you would like. So you, you, you explain it. How are, you, how are your personal feelings towards Drag Race at the moment? So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with Drag Race. I actually, what was the last season? Was the, the All-Star All-Stars? The, mm -hmm. the, Seven. The All right. I love that season, mostly because nobody there had anything to prove, right? So there was no, the, the bitchery was at a minimum. Everybody was just there to have a good time, which was nice mm -hmm. to see. I a part of me always wants to say there should be less franchises of things. And that's just across the board. Like I'm a super, I'm a superhero geek and I'm like, I have superhero fatigue already, mm -hmm. but on the flip side, and I'm going to get like, you know, pseudo serious here on the flip side, considering everything that's going on right now in terms of, you know, views against drag Queens and drag story times and all this, I'm like, the more we have the better, like, I can't, I can't hate on, putting it out there in representation and, and trying to, to get the message across. But from a cash grab perspective, mm -hmm. eh, I mean, are, like what's next? Like drag race Curacao? Like, I don't like, I, I don't know, you know, at, at a certain point. You just spoke <laughs> an idea into the universe and now next year <laughs> it's going to be. So it's, it, well, my thought is, you know, there's no money off of it. Yeah, there's, there's 14 different iterations out there, you know, that are coming next season, you know, ne ne next year we're getting 14 different drag races. That's like Italia, Spain, blah, 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 you know, and then there's two of the American ones. Um, I like what you said, though, there, it, like, you know, the, with with everything that's going on out there right now with like the whole drag queen story times and that sort of thing. And so I think that this is like, it's the pushback, you know what I mean? Like now drag is so mainstream. It's so out there. We have more you know, soccer moms and kids watching Drag Race, I think, than even gay men are at this point. Oh, and it's so, mainstream. Yeah, it's become like, it's become a show like like Survivor. It's become a show like, you know, America's Next Top Model, so it can live on forever. Um, my personal views is like, I love the fact that we get like 14 new gay, queer, 
celebrities every year and we get to see like what will they do with themselves and we always get like maybe two standouts and a bunch of them that just kind of go away you know <laughs> like, like there's that kind of thing but um i just think that you know yeah, and i think, then, I think know, we get we, we do still get you know the occasional tyro sanchez so yeah that... <laughs> but the, like tyro sanchez doesn't even exist anymore it feels like um well, no, so literally doesn't exist anymore exactly okay question number five do you have a favorite beauty product I don't use beauty products. Anybody who's seen my skin can probably attest to that. So I'm going to give like, I'm going to, I'm going to bend the rules. I think around this question, I'm going to give a little bit of a, like probably the butchest answer I will ever give on this show. Oh, he's which is, Dom top guys. Which, Dom is top. Say, <laughs> which is to say, I'm going to go with like my pre-workout powder mm. thing or whatever just because i when i when i do go to the gym and i don't use it i just i feel sluggish i feel like i'm not i'm not at 100 percent. and i know that's so probably not i mean i've listened to several episodes and this is probably the most mm -hmm. left field response to that question it is not but i am and but i'm just like for instance i don't like to use oils because i have oily skin and so i always mm -hmm. feel like whenever i use moisturizers i feel like i've added to the problem Okay. I know it's all in my head, but I've just added to the problem. And then I'm just horrible with follow through. So I'm not a guy who's going to be like, oh, let me take the chapstick and use it. And the under eye before I go to bed, like there are times where I go to bed and I didn't even shower that day. Like I'm just, I'm not good with routine follow throughs of, you know, beauty products. and, and But you machine. don't have like bad skin. Like you don't have like breakouts or anything crazy. So I think like, you know, and they're there. The beard helps. Okay. So <laughs> there you go. I, well, I, in you know the whole pre-workout thing i think that's like being miami it's like fake you know fake cocaine is like pre-workout basically you like it just gives you that crazy feeling and so <laughs> and i'm from miami i know i know from fake and real cocaine yes oh see uh... that means he does bad things okay no um <laughs> number six favorite broadway musical oh my god Ask me to name one of my favorite children, why don't you? Mm -hmm. Um, see, I just went from being like, here's the butch answer to like queening out over musicals, right? It's here you go. This is how we know he's a gay man. This, <laughs> this, is, this is my bona fides. Um, okay, so there's several, and, and, and it's weird because I'm gonna go because it depends on the mood, right? I'm gonna my first one that I would say was is Chicago, just because it was the first big musical I ever saw on Broadway. Ooh, so it's okay. Gonna hold a special place in my heart do you remember who uh, was playing roxy and velma like who was was there any celebrities nobody, involved nobody was no celebrities were involved no celebrities Ooh. were involved at all so or maybe they were broadway celebrities at the time and i didn't know who they were um mm -hmm. i could dig out because i keep all my playbills um again did i mention i was gay um so, so it wasn't I like it wasn't like house. i saw lisa renna on broadway and i knew like no. it wasn't it no, wasn't no, her no, playing right. roxy <laughs> no 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 because i would have been like that's billy from days um that's how i i know lisa not personally like i'm using her first name like we're bffs um then there's <laughs> then there's avenue q okay which is it just it piss your pants hilarious i mean for those of you who haven't seen it i i think that's one of those musicals that may not have aged well in terms of the public consciousness because mm -hmm. you know we're in a place now and i hate to use the phrase woke culture but there's a lot of like, you can't say that, you can't say this. And I think you have to understand it in the context of that's what they're trying to do. They're, they're well, purposely- I mean, the whole show, everybody's a little racist. Right. I mean, like the thing is, it's like, it's a big deal. And, and people who have issues against that, it's because like they're racist. Like if you at least, 
acknowledge, acknowledge you, yeah. yeah if you acknowledge your little bit of like bias and that kind of thing well then you know you can find the humor in the song and kind of just keep it keep it trucking but if it's going to really bother you to the point of like needing to protest you know all the like big little lies yeah <laughs> like, yeah so and then heathers i is i love the heathers musical i mean i i, I saw it off broadway i had i bought the cd i have downloaded i watched the the London, I think it was a West End production on Roku. Like mm-hmm. I really, have you seen the the Heather's musical at all? No, right? I, I like, I didn't even realize this even existed. So like, this is like new to me. So I'm, I'm really excited that you're teaching me about this. Cause I didn't know Heather's musical existed. Is it like full on with like Veronica and like the girls and everything? I mean, is it like, yep. it's the story it's, it's, from like the, from like the TV. They, they've taken certain, um, certain, you know, obviously changes for, for the stage, which you have to, to make it make sense. But it's it's great. Like there's my favorite song is Candy Store, and it's okay. it's um Heather the main one, the one that dies mm-hmm. first. Um, I don't McNamara maybe. Um, he- Heather in the red. <laughs> yeah, exactly with the scrunchie, with the scrunchie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just singing about how you know she's the queen bitch and and she like don't fuck with her and all that, and it's just such a good song. Like it, I I'll listen to it literally like just around the house while I'm cleaning. I'll just be like you know it's my candy, it's my candy, like scrubbing the toilet. Um, I don't know. I don't know this musical. Like it's such. I have like such a blind spot. Now I'm like mad at myself. So like because I love my well, dead this- day, my dead gay son. You know what I mean? Like. Heather's there's is like song. one of the ultimate. There's, is it really? A song when they come back from intermission, mm-hmm. the song is literally "I love my dead gay son." Oh my god! See, I need to do this because, like, okay, as like kids, you know, and I, like I think I've talked about this before. Like my cousins and I, we were very theatrical, very like you know, we would act out different TV shows and things. And Heather's was one of those ones that we would act out, and so we would always make like one of my cousins, like whoever we were like mad at that day, had to be dump truck. And we would like put the sign on, we would put like a note on her chest and like make her walk across Aww. the street. Like it was like we would act out, you know, and we would like Heather, Heather, Bo Feather, Banana, Fana, Fo Feather. Okay, now me next. Heather, Heather, <laughs> Bo Feather, Banana, Fana, Fo. <laughs> like we would play like little games around that musical or around that TV, that movie. So I love okay. that you were like whichever, whichever of my cousins we were upset with because, you know, as being Latino, I'm sure you had quite the, uh, the selection to choose from of cousins oh, <laughs> you're yeah. like there's a rotating cast my mom is one of 10 my dad's one of 11 do you know how many cousins i have because i don't <laughs> <laughs> you beat me thing. bro like my, my dad is one of five and i think that's a lot right oh yeah Damn. no my mom is one of my mom is one of nine biological there were supposed to be 11 but two of them died when they were like little kids depressing sorry we went there but then the hopeful thing is it's like my uncle um, was on his way home one day and he would, you know, get into fights. You know, they were little street kids and he fought this boy named Scotty and Scotty. Um, he then he felt bad because he he whooped Scotty's ass. So he brought him home and said, my mom will my mom will fix you up. And Scotty oh. never left. Like my grandmother, like took a liking to Scotty and he um, what's it called? Just kind of like stayed with the family and they eventually like kind of like adopted him <laughs> and oh. he was just another one of the kids so it's funny because like my family photos you know it's like nine very you know latin brown skin people one, one of my aunts does have red hair green eyes but um and then my uncle scotty who's like very black very dark skin and like, <laughs> like and so and it was just always that's what i was raised with so i always thought that everybody had a black person in their family like i thought it was just a thing so here's, 
more people than you think do whether they want to admit it or not <laughs> well that part definitely so okay. before we before we, before we get off the broadway thing i just had like one of those like memory things where mm-hmm. so way back when i was following you on instagram and i actually saw you in new york at a musical and i remember turning to my friend and being like oh that's that guy again at the time i was referring to as danjiro who i follow on instagram like and it was she loves me yes okay yeah with um jane kraskowski was in that when when i saw and the it. fact that's the first person you said is why i like you it's, okay yeah and, I, and it's just funny because it was one of those moments that i that i was like we had like one of those, you know, sliding doors moments where it was just like, you had no idea who the hell I was. And I was like, oh yeah, I follow him on Instagram. I was a little starstruck. I'm not going to lie. I was a little like. That's so weird. I, like, I think that's because that like, was like when we were like. in reality. We, like, were in cu- we were in Cub Club like full like thing and doing all like the different nightclub kind of appearance and thing. You know, it's, um that's so funny. Wait, are you the person? Because I think we might have like met for like a moment, but I want to say no. you weren't the person who came up to me that at Cat's Deli though. Because somebody no, came no, no, up no, no. to me a long time ago at Cat's Deli and was like, oh, I follow you on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, thanks. And what's your name? And like, and just, it was like one of those like moments. And I've never seen this person again. It was like the weirdest thing because I was with a bunch of friends and this person knew me from like Instagram. And I don't like, I've had like, I had like 10,000 followers at the time, but you know what I mean? But it was just like, it was very, yeah. very weird. So that's it's so funny though. Yeah, she loves me. That was a cute musical actually. Um, that was a very, so I mean, number seven what is your favorite song this week this week oh i don't oh that's a tough one bro like that's oh there's a lot of good music that's come out recently so i'm asking like what are you listening to this week what can you not stop Okay, so I'm actually, I'm literally, hold on, because I, I know the song, I just don't remember the name, so I'm literally going to check my Spotify right now, because it's by Jesse Ware. Okay. Um, and it's probably not a new song, but... Jesse Ware is, just, like, one of those people who, like, comes out and just gives you quality every single time. Free Yourself is the name of the song, but specifically the mm-hmm. Melanie C. remix. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so- they just released... Uh, Mel, Mel C did a remix of the song and they just released it so I've been listening to that on, on repeat with Jessie Ware or does she remake the song herself no 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 so she has she Mel C does for those who don't know Sporty Spice she does some like DJing on the side on occasion and so she literally just did a remix of the song so okay. it's, it's like I didn't know just, this yeah <laughs> she, she I'm just learning did, so like, much today you know, and that's all that I, I like to impart, you know, what it passes as wisdom in my life. Because um, I'm not smart. So this is the extent of all the things I can I can educate the children with. Um, yeah, no, she she just put out like a, a remix of it. I think it was two days ago or something. And I, I, I love Jesse Ware, but I love the Spice Girls. I, I, Mel C, I've seen in concert twice with the girls and twice solo. So I am a huge Mel C fan. Oh my God, that is so crazy. I love that. That That's like that you have this niche person that like, you yeah. know, isn't necessarily somebody like, it's not somebody that you think of, but then you think about Mel C and you're like, she got the vocal, she had the pipes, you know what I mean? She's the one who was the, 
You know what I mean? Like she was always the one who was doing the belt note, you know, that kind of thing. And she's also and the so, best dancer. If you'll notice, she's always the most, um, she's a classically, I think, trained ballet dancer through childhood. So her movements are always more fluid than the other girls. Like well, she always, always had, her, she always was wearing clothes too that moved, that, that allowed movement too over the other girls. <laughs> like everybody else okay, is showing with a bandage dress. <laughs> So, hey, listen, I've seen drag queens move in bandage dresses, okay? So it's possible. True. Okay, number eight. Favorite live concert or show that you've ever seen? That I've ever seen? Tina Turner's Farewell Tour. Ooh, that's a good one. You're so Oprah with that answer. Okay. And so where did you yeah. see her? <laughs> I saw her down here um, on her on her farewell tour. And it was it was also really great because I was it was like uh, through through one of our our media partners at the time, uh, and I was in the box and it was catered, so it was a whole spectacle. But she's just so iconic. Like I know that that word gets thrown around so much lately. Like everything now, like three seconds later, you know, somebody shows up at an award show. Oh my god, that dress is iconic. It's like, can it make it down the runway first? Like, it, mm-hmm. it, let's see if we remember it tomorrow before we're talking about icon. But she is. And at that time, God, she must have been in her 60s, maybe mid to late 60s or so. And the amount of energy that that woman was parading on stage, I mean, she had this this um, like platform thing that flew over the crowd and she was like hanging over it. And it was just everything that you want from a Tina Turner experience uh, to be. And close second would have to be actually Dolly Parton's uh, last tour, which I just found out is her last tour because she's not touring anymore. So yeah, I like me some classic, uh, classic divas. But those are like good ones. Like Dolly Parton is like the ultimate and so is Tina Turner. So like that's, those are fabulous answers. Okay. Um, What about you? (laughs) What is my favorite like concert experience? I would say that um, one of my favorite things that I ever saw, and I don't know if it's like an experience and I think it might be like a time, place and everything else, was actually one of the TRL tours that I saw like in like 2001. And um, it was right when uh, Destiny's Child was like three members strong. Like it was Michelle was new to the band and but it was like a moment where you knew beyonce was going to be beyonce you know what i mean like they each each girl had her own like little set you know where michelle came out and sang church songs and uh kelly Rowland came out and did like dilemma you know without nelly and then all of a sudden beyonce started doing because it was right when they were dropping her her uh live album her solo album and she did dangerously in love and like everything stopped in the whole entire like stadium. It was the most incredible moment. And so I would say that that might be like one of the ultimate because in that concert, 3LW performed like Jessica Simpson. Yeah, like and it was, um, I mean, 3LW, like in the middle of their set, all of a sudden they act like they were being arrested by like cops that flew over the stadium, like 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 this whole thing. So I just, for some reason, that concert just does like sit in my head, you know, so I don't know. Um, and I've seen like Beyonce since I've seen like Ricky Martin, I've seen like some really good shows, but that's one of like my favorite concert experiences. And I think it just might be like a perfect time and place. I was living 
in um and I saw them in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So Oh wow. I, yeah, I was staging there at the time, Yeah, I was stage managing a dance show for the Hershey Park there. And so sucked. I hated it. I hated stage managing it. Um, the dancers were all rude. I was the only one who wasn't like, you know, they were all like out of New York City. And then I was like out of a school from Ooh, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. So it was like a whole thing. But it was you were gonna tell them what to do. Yeah. Well, I did though, but the thing, <laughs> so, but we, but the dress, but the dressers that we had on there, who've actually been on this show, we've all, be we all became really good friends. And so one of those girls is now like a professional wrestler. One of those girls is, um, has a skate shop in Kentucky. Like she has like this big, you know, like skate park. And uh -huh. she also like makes honey and soap and shit. And another one is now a playwright in Seattle. So like the girls who I met, you know, like that summer were phenomenal. And the other one's Aggie, who's probably listening right now. Hi, Aggie. Um, but and she is a realtor in New York City. So if you guys are looking for a spot to live in New York, hit up my friend Aggie. Um, Everybody who's also been on the show. Realtor. Yeah. Everybody so. knows he's a realtor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my question that I have. Okay, so. Who is the most important concert to see next year out of Rihanna, Beyonce, and Taylor Swift? That's your next question. So I may get hate mail. I'm not really a huge fan of any of those three ladies to the extent mm -hmm. that I would go to a concert. But I would say with that said, with that said I, will, I will go with Rihanna. Mm. Only because Rihanna's been away from everything for so long that I think, okay, she's she's back. And Rihanna doesn't do anything half-assed. Not that the other ladies do, but she doesn't do anything half-assed. And I think it'll be interesting to see what, I don't know, 10 years away from, you know, performing and whatever, what that has wrought onto mm. society, right? Like what has been fermenting in her head? Because she was given... She's probably given birth to this concert longer than it took for the kid. So, mm -hmm. you know, what's gonna what, what's gonna come out of that? That's gonna be an interesting one. I, I love that. Well, that she's now, I mean, she's a billionaire. She's got all this extra, you know what I mean? So we'll we'll see where this concert goes. Because the thing is, like with it with a Beyonce concert, you expect excellence. You know what I mean? You know, every single right. move is gonna be hit the thing, you know, it's all gonna be there. Taylor, I'm very excited about because like this whole era situation that she's gonna go and like play the best songs from different albums and so and it's like right. yes there we go let's let's give me that playlist girl it hits. but the rihanna situation i think it's been six years we now have a new single it's a lullaby but then she's also told us that you guys my fans would kill me if i dropped them a lullaby there is new music coming just wait so she's now like said that but my problem with rihanna right now i don't know if you've seen the controversy about what's happening no. No, no, no. You you have your finger okay. on the pulse of all this controversy. That yeah. I, I, I need to like subscribe to your newsletter. That's I, that's I have to put out. well, I have to put that we'll subscribe to the podcast and then I talk about it. But like so the um so this will probably come out next week, but and it'll probably be old hack by then. But they for her new Fenty fashion show, one of the celebrity guests that she's oh, yeah. oh now that's planned okay is Johnny Johnny Depp. And it's like, girl, what are you doing? Like, as a survivor, you know what I mean? And then yeah. I'm having I, a real problem been... with her bringing that sock puppet out the house. I mean, like, it's... he looks like a sock puppet now. Like, he does not look good. Like, Johnny Depp looks terrible. Her, how dare you insult the good name of sock puppets everywhere? Okay? Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, 
he now he looks like like the fucking Barbara Fleet Street. Like he looks like <laughs> one of his characters. Like he doesn't look like a good looking Johnny Depp. Like I think we need to all like put the Johnny Depp from the 80s in a box because that man is gone. <laughs> like and yeah, now look at what he is. Yeah, he's so. not sexy anymore. Also, can we no. Johnny Depp from the 80s? Can we just take a moment to appreciate Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street? Because could he have been any cuter in that crop top? Was that in? Was that the second one? The gay one? That was the first one. Oh, the no, first no, no, no. He was in the first one. He's the he's uh-huh. the one that gets killed in the waterbed. Oh my god! Yes, that was a terrifying thing. And now I think I put that out of my head. <laughs> so like all these years. Sorry. <laughs> so completely <laughs> forgot about that. No, but like the second Nightmare on Elm Street is like the really gay one with all like the shower scenes and the gay you oh, know the leather bar. Sort of thing. Yeah. Hmm. So it was the whole thing. Okay. And the question number ten. What are you binging right now? Ah, so what am I binging right now? Or what's now? the most recent binge start to finish? So that's the thing. Right now I'm not binging anything that has finished. So mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of pseudo binging in the sense that I don't have any anything other than streamers now. So I kind of wait till it comes out the next day or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, the closest I think I can probably get to that is American Horror Story. Hmm. Um, with the uh, NYC, because they're, since they're doing the two episodes a week, when it comes out the next day, it's you know, yeah. I guess I'm the two episodes. How are we um, feeling about this season so far? Are you are you an American Horror Story person? That have you watched all the seasons? I ebb and flow. Um, okay. Like I didn't care about Roanoke. It's a bad I started, one. Started I started watching it and, like midway through. I was like, I'm bored. You know, like you know, to, to paraphrase. Uh, you know, Ariana, hurry up and kill somebody because I'm bored. Um, mm-hmm. And then this one, though, I realize that it's almost tailor-made, you know, for a certain niche audience that I belong to. So there's it's, a degree it's of... <laughs> Made for it us. For us. I mean... <laughs> it's, it's the it's FUBU like... of TV shows. <laughs> you took it out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> I was like, it's, it's the gay FUBU. Uh, Gubu? I don't know. Um... It, but I, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the the fact that it's it's brought up something that doesn't really exist anymore. Which I think, you know, I think you're about my age, give or take. Um, mm-hmm. We probably well, grew I'm 41. up. Forty one. We're like the same age. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's what, yeah. Give or take. We grew up in an era where it was not yet digital, mm-hmm. but it was getting there. So there was still that level of you have to go out, you have to cruise, you have to like, you know, try to pick somebody up and all that. And I think obviously it's the 80s. So this is pre us. So, you know, there's an element that I don't understand about it or that I wasn't there for. But I think it does capture that that whole like, there's still a little bit of seediness to it, but you still have to go outside to do it, right? Like mm-hmm. not now where you can order somebody like a pizza, you know, just go on Grinder, and then you might be murdered. I mean, literally how more gay men storylines don't end up on SVU is beyond me because it's they, like- they, I am an SVU head and they have brought it up here and there because Mark Paul Goss, Gosser was one of the, epi- like was a big that's deal episode. Right. Yeah, but you say that and like, yeah, that's so true. Like the whole- Like the hanky code. That yeah, doesn't we don't, exist anymore. Yeah, we, and, yeah, we don't cruise. It exists in such a niche place. Like it's like you have to go to like Folsom to get like the full hanky code experience, or it has to be like one of those. Nights. I've never been to Folsom. I've never been to Folsom at least in San Francisco. I've been to Folsom in New York, and I don't recall even seeing that there. You know, because nowadays everybody's just like you know, 
hey, this is what I'm into. And all right, well, let's just go to that back alley over there and have at it, you know? And like, stick it in. And then it's, <laughs> it's not it's not like how, it's just do it. Um, just do it, figure it out. I'm yeah. Schedule. Well, I, 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 I like that you brought that up. I mean, the thing is, is like with the whole new season of like American Horror Story, just, yeah, the whole pedestrian of like cruising and like there's that whole action. And so, and that doesn't really exist anymore. And, yeah. so and I just love can... any show where everybody's sweaty all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that and so and it's like russell tovey sweaty okay this isn't a question on my like top 10 questions but i just wonder do you find zachary quinto attractive okay so i do Mm -hmm. but i understand how someone wouldn't i don't know if i do that's my problem is that like sometimes i'm like oh he's cute and sometimes i feel like yeah sometimes he looks like one of the gremlins but with like people features you know or he's kind of like a munch or do you remember like the munchichis like he looks a little bit like a munchichi like from the 80s like like a taller munchichi yeah yeah like like this one is like the hot munchichi if you want to call it that (laughs) but like I don't know I always like look at him like they put him in these things and I'm like is he attractive I can't tell I mean I have to do a poll one of these days like who finds Zachary attractive (laughs) like here's my barometer right on a certain level he has to be attractive because if not he wouldn't get cast Right. And because if you're if you're absolutely hideous, you're not going to get cast as the lead. You're going to be, you know, the best friend or the wacky neighbor, which he's never cast as. Mm -hmm. So he's got to be someone's idea of attractive. And I think it's there. I think maybe there's also an element of he's not trying to play up. Hi, I'm the hot actor. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why, because he's not afraid to take these ugly roles. And mm-hmm. so we don't always don't call see him, him ugly as- roles. It's just his face. Like, no, just- <laughs> <laughs> no but like he, um, in the, in the, like in this series too, right now is like, he's playing such a guy that like I have met out and about. And it's somebody who I don't mm-hmm. really usually we want anything have. to do with, you know what I mean? It's like one of those people that you accidentally get into a situation and you're like, why am I here with this man? I don't feel safe and I don't want to be yeah. here. And yet then you obviously have to keep running into them wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so, you don't want to, but they're there. Yeah. 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 This, okay, so this episode is going to come out and the most recent episodes have, have like now aired, so we can totally spoiler. Um, well, I haven't whole, seen this week's. Oh, you haven't seen this week's? No, I haven't. Because I, I, okay, I, so I you have going to, but I have to be in a, in a, in a mood, you know. Yeah. I, I, you know, it, this season's a, a bit of a mood. Like, I got to draw the blinds a little bit, you know, because there's some some sexy it's parts. Finally, yeah. Well, this one, it's sexy and so disturbing, these next two episodes. So that's what I'm that's just going to like. Combo. Yeah, so I'm going to like, yeah, yeah. As you watch this, we're gonna, we're getting a couple deaths now, finally. Like, there's, there's stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And there's some really, really disgusting things happening. I'm just going to put it there. And so now you know okay. you like watching. Okay. What else are you watching right now? So what else are you watching like week to week? Because there's a lot of stuff right now that's kind of like out there. Um. So on Peacock, I'm watching Friend of the Family, which okay. is the story of, takes place in the 70s. Man, I'm watching a lot of period pieces. Um, takes place in the 70s. And it's actually a true story. Mm-hmm. There's a Netflix documentary. And there's also oh, an episode, right. and there's an episode of SVU from last season that is based on this too. Oh, so that- yeah, so tell the people what's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's and like I'll- you have to watch SVU. Like if you're an SVU head, there was an episode last season that they dealt with this. It was the, they had, but they made the the dad Asian, 
Anyways, tell people what happens in this. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay, see? Now I know which one it is. Okay, so yeah, it's this girl who she was kidnapped, I think at first she was like nine or so, mm-hmm. uh, and then by the by the, the, a family friend. And then through a series of events, he kidnaps her again when she's like 12, but it's so messed up because they're Mormon and the family is Mormon, but then the kidnapper convinces the girl that she's half alien and that the aliens are going to come oh look at little puppy um that the aliens are going to come and like it's part of a bigger mission and they have to get married and and the mormon church is just like well you know we knew he was molesting girls but you know we told him don't do it again like it's just such a like Mm -hmm. clusterfuck of everything that could possibly go wrong in a situation happened to this family not once twice it will and then the parents, how the parents get involved. So, well, yeah. Can, okay. You know what I thought was funny, though? That the ones, have you been watching it? The actual. I have uh, not been watching the, the new version. series. I need to, I need to, I need to like jump onto it. So, there's, there's a scene where, for those of you who don't know, the be, before the first kidnapping, the, the kidnapper gets sexually involved with both of her parents, the, the mother mm-hmm. and the father. The mother, at least as far as what's shown in, in the drama, you know, the, the show is more explicitly like they have sex multiple times, etc. The father, it's that he gives him a like the father gives the guy a hand job once. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of watching that scene was they cast like for that scene alone, I feel like they cast the wrong Hanks sibling because Colin Hanks doesn't look like he could give a good hand job, but I think Chet would. <laughs> it, while he's giving while he's giving us that accent. That, right. that Rastafarian so I, accent. I was like, you know, th- this is you're Colin. You're good, but I feel like maybe you could have taken some. I don't know what the equivalent of handjob dialect coaching would have been from your brother. I don't know. I just feel like he yes. needed to go cruising. That's the he thing. He needed to go cruising. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and I don't know if it's called a, if it's considered a binge, but I I'm still one of the few, or maybe not so few, who's watching Days of Our Lives on a daily basis. Oh really? You're a soap opera head. You have I the wasn't. stories. my stories girl my stories do not come between me and my stories but i i wasn't for the longest time and then jack k came on to days of our lives Mm. around the same time as marlena got repossessed by the devil so i was like well i mean satan and jack k what how do i not watch this okay and the degree of ridiculousness on that show that at this point even the characters themselves are just winking and acknowledging I'm here for it. I, I, you know, listen. Where do you even I, watch Days of Lives? Days I'm of a gay man. Anymore. I love my camp. It's on Peacock now. It's a Peacock uh, streaming exclusive. It's no longer on NBC proper. Oh, see, I didn't even yeah. know this. And I'm a, like, I've become a Peacock head. Like, I'm completely in, like, and I think it had to do with my whole, like, I, I took SVU to the vein and watched, like, 24 seasons. And then, you know, <laughs> and then also it has all my housewives. It has, like, my... Housewives yeah, it's, it's girls very you. that sort of thing yeah like peacock yeah. is peacock is where it's at like i do like that one i think it has better programming definitely than like paramount plus which i only it get does. when there's like a drag season going on like it, it's well have you on paramount plus have you seen evil yeah and so that's why i'll jump into paramount plus when i can binge the whole season you know what I mean? Because they drop I, it yeah. like once. Yeah. So like Paramount Plus is one of those those channels. Like it's like Wow Presents, Paramount Plus. Um, there's a few other apps that I will 
get when I, there's something that I want to watch. And then at the end of the month, it's like, please unsubscribe because like, I'm, pay- <laughs> I'm paying like another like 300 fucking dollars on streaming service. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. And I have of- cable too. That's the other part of it you too. Is that, yeah, we still have cable here in the house just because of like, we need like certain news things because of, you know, for like work and whatnot. And then we also, I did get them though to like, <laughs> Okay, here's but the 41 get, year old part of little... part of project. <laughs> like, but why, why don't you just get like a a digital antenna? My I'm thinking about it. But what they did was is they did bundle me really nicely with all the premium channels. So the thing is, is so like I have stars, even though I've watched it like once, but I have it. <laughs> <laughs> But it gives me like, you know, HBO, it gives me stars, it gives me Showtime and all that other stuff because I do watch, I think HBO is probably like my second, you know, like app that I watch the most, you know, like I, I stream a lot you of don't things have off of there. Yeah, that's what I mean, HBO Max. Oh, but like, okay. yeah, but yeah, HBO Max is like another channel, like another streaming platform that I am completely like into, you know, like I love shows like rap shit. Girls, you know, like Lena Dunham's Girls is one of like my tv shows to like throw on and not have to watch it but just have it around because it's just i've seen it so many times it's comfort watch for me i can go to sleep to it um it's one of those things and so i um completely appreciate okay so as we get through oh the other thing too i want to tell you about this american horror story this season they finally get into this uh the supernatural realm like on this next episode on episode five oh, you're finally, okay. It, okay. yeah it's, it's finally going to start hitting supernatural like like places and sandra bernhardt becomes a bigger character now finally so it's like it's rolling so there is as much as like ryan ryan murphy gives it's like a glutton for punishment you know like it's like is it going to end the way that we want it to because he gives us delicious sets and all these great actors and everything yeah. else and then you can't just- leave him to his own devices yeah, give well, him a structure like OJ or like Dahmer, and he's he can take us through because this has an endpoint. But mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to end the story. Well, that's the thing is, is like he introduces supernatural thing, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. We were already on a path, Brian, and now you introduce something new, and it's like, why did you do this? Just finish the story. It's kind of like the one that they did, nineteen eighty seven, where you know. The, all of a sudden we got to bring in you know ricky ramirez and it's like what what was this what was the need for this character to like all of a sudden come in and so he does that it's always like it's it's he has like the curse of like the whole coco chanel like take one thing off before you leave the house it's like take one thing out of that script before you put it out there ryan please i love that you just referred to like one of the most infamous serial killers richard ramirez as ricky ramirez like Mm because they've like now they've made him like a character in so many of these damn shows like he's been around since like hotel now like they just keep on bringing richard ramirez back 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 so now he's like part of the universe it's just weird and who is that actor like he's plays that's all he plays <laughs> it's richard ramirez the guy who plays him you know maybe so, it is the ghost of the richard thing. ramirez yes okay so we have been talking for a little while now so as we are winding ourselves through um I want to know your crushes, but the thing is, is I want a person, a place, and a thing. So, what are you crushing right now? Place and a thing. Ah, oh, what am I crushing on right now? Ah, mm-hmm. oh. 
You have a person that you're just loving, a product that you're using, or a thing that you've been doing. So, and we um, so, all, uh, so, all right. So, thing, I'll start with thing because it's oddly kind of the easiest one. I was just recently at a New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, I'm not going to spend too much money. I'm not going to buy a bunch of random ass crap that I'm not going to use or love. But I did go and they, there's always, if you've ever been to a Comic-Con, there's always those guys who are selling like the custom Lego figures that are not official Lego figures, but they kind of take all the pieces and turn them into, you know, other characters and other superheroes. So I bought my, my little, uh, you know, my favorite character, my favorite superheroine is uh, Donna Troy Wonder Girl. And I bought a little Lego figure of her and I'm just, it's right above my desk when I'm working. So I'm just kind of like, oh, look at her all there all, you know, without Aww. a waist, you know, so but it gives you a smile. It does give me a smile. Yeah. It just, it, it gives me the good feels. And again, it was like five bucks, you know, it was mm-hmm. not no, no bank breaking necessary. Um, so that's the thing place what place am i crushing on of late uh you know what not of late but i there there's a there's a restaurant down here that i that i just love going because it always and i've told the owners this because i i I know the owners i've told them every time i'm having a shit day and i come here i automatically just start to feel better um it always gives me really great vibes and you actually knowing your love of sandwiches might like this place it's actually called sandwich oh my gosh that Uh, sounds like my grandmother (laughs) trying to tell me to eat a sandwich (laughs) that's exactly what they needed after have a sandwich Um, sandwich. (laughs) um and it's you know it's they just got like you know cuban sandwich uh pan con lechon uh you know croqueta sandwich medianoche you know the the staples but it's just it's a family-owned place it's you know very small and every time you go there, you just, it gives you the warm vibes. You know, it just, you, you've, I, again, like three times already, there have been days where I've just been like, today was shitty. I hate the world. I would kill people if I could get away with it. And I just go there and I, you know, I order, I place an order. I just do the whole thing. You I order your sandwich. <laughs> my sandwich. And, you know, I get the Cuban nachos and I get, you know, a, a puffed wheat milkshake. And it's just, you know what? the vibes that I'm getting from this place, you can tell it was created by, you know, a married couple and that it's their family that works there and, and all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, crushing on, on sandwich. Okay. And do you have a person <sighs> who are you appreciating right now? Who am I appreciating right now? You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I will say this. Um, I'm probably late to the game, but I was recently watching uh, the Hulu drag extravaganza thing and a gay uncle Mario was on it. Oh didn't yes. Know who Mario that was. Diaz. Mario yeah, Diaz. Didn't know who he was at uh-huh. all. And I was like, Oh, he cute. So then I, of course, you know, reverse stalked him on Insta and he's also got a sense of humor. Oh yeah. He's which funny. is, yeah. Which is my favorite thing. Right. Cause I always say this, like, there are a lot of people you start to follow on Instagram because they're hot or they're, you know, like, oh, wow, sexy, blah, blah, blah. But then by the time they've posted their 40th pic of them just, you know, lying somewhere half naked with their mouth agape. Mm-hmm. All right, what, do you, what else you got, right? So I, I love that that this guy, you know, he's, I, I think he's very, very sexy, but he'll, like, he'll post the first picture. I'm sure you follow him, you know, the first picture will be of him, but then it's like memes and like, acceptable for Instagram, you know, vintage porn stills and things like that. And mm-hmm. 
you know what? There's just something about him that I'm like, dude, I'm I, I'm digging this vibe, and I, I yeah. love I love a hot guy who's in on the joke. You know who? Yeah. Who well, Mario Diaz is like. He's got an iconic party here in in in, in California at, in LA. He's got um, BFD, Big Fat Dick, is like one of his like big iconic parties. It's been around for like twenty years or so. He's like one of the original like you know like clubby kind of heads. Like Jackie Beat is his best friend. He lives with Sherry Vine. Like okay. he's he's a okay. great guy. Super nice when you meet him in real life. And he's a he's an actor too. Like you know him from tons of commercials and TV shows and you don't even realize it. He was in American Horror Story. He was really? in yeah, in the season where um oh my goodness. So it was the season where they did the Christian Haunted House. Remember and Rick Springfield was the guy who had all the people like the woman who was giving birth to the baby. And it was like that Christian haunted house. Well, the guy who was inside, who was strapped to a table that all of a sudden they was going to get hit with, he was going to get stabbed in the back by something. If they didn't get him out of the table in enough time, that was Mario Diaz. He was in that. And he's also played like, he's also in that um, commercial where I think it's a Snickers commercial where they're doing a tattoo and he's like, the the greasy you know uh, tattoo the one with regerts I think so I think he's one of those and so like he's been in tons of commercials and things that's so funny that Mario Diaz is like your little crush of the week so my I'm gonna throw in my crushes of the week I actually have a female crush of the week this week and it's Michelle Collins because okay. I'm obsessed with Michelle Collins like she's hilarious TV and yeah. radio <clears> and excuse me and like she's just been recently like out of her contract for Sirius XM and so oh. now she is doing her own show on Patreon. It's fabulous. And so she's my crush of the week, uh, my female crush of the week. My place is going to be Sicily because I've never been there. And White Lotus makes it look amazing. I haven't and, seen the new season yet. Oh, yeah. See, it's like it's a whole thing. And then probably my thing is because here in California, cannabis is legal. There are these things called pro tabs. And they are basically like edibles, but they're little tiny pills and there's like 25 milligrams of THC. So it does the job. Is, is that it, a lot or no? It's enough. <laughs> so like <laughs> some people wouldn't be able to take it. Some people need to break it in half. I love taking them before I go to bed because I get like the best okay. sleep ever. So that those are my little things. So those are my crushes of the week. Where can they find you? So, uh, so obviously, better let me tell you. Uh, you know, we drop like we drop a new episode every Friday. We are winding down season five. We do take a break at the end of December to like mid January, but mm -hmm. that's the perfect time to catch up on all of our old episodes and all of our interviews. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I like you said, I I didn't imagine when we started this that we'd be here right now, and five years later, you know, wrapping up and and moving forward. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at better let me tell you, or um, because I'm a Leo and a shameless, you know plugger uh my personal uh instagram is ijl26 uh you know if you're into just people you know chubby boys posting shirtless pics uh then yeah that that's the profile for you this audience likes that um <laughs> <laughs> and you guys and you guys can also look up he has his he has a chicken company too so you have bing bang that's polio. true that's true thank you for bringing that up yeah we uh we do pop-ups all all down here in South Florida. Um, we are, as far as we know, I always caveat it by saying that, as far as we know, we are Miami's only guava and cheese uh, chicken wing. 
And hmm. so we've got that going. We also do a, a spicy Korean. We do a white Alabama barbecue. Um, so we, we've got flavors and we're, we're always constantly working on more. You are so diversified. So you guys, this has been another episode of Bald and Bingeable. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. You guys can find my information, how to get a hold of me inside of our liner notes. Get the link tree in there. So thank you guys so much for tuning into another Bald and Bingeable today with Ish from Better Let Me Tell You. Good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.